سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم. اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما ينفعنا وزدنا علما وعملا بفضلك يا رحمن الرحيم امين. I begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most merciful and the most high, and I send my peace and my blessings and my salutations upon our beloved messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa We begin by thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he's given us this opportunity, alhamdulillah, to witness another Jumu'ah, another blessed day of Friday. They say that Friday, of course, is the best day of the week. And alhamdulillah, Allah has given us the opportunity to witness the best day of the week in the best month of the year which is the month of Ramadan. Now the bad news is for all of us is that the month of Ramadan, most of it has already passed. Two thirds of this month almost has passed. This is the bad news for us all. But the good news is that the remaining third, the final third that we have remaining of this blessed month of Ramadan is the most crucial is the most blessed, is the one that if we capitalize, and if we take advantage of, and if we make use of, then there is no doubt that this could potentially save our Ramadan. This could make our Ramadan still the best Ramadan yet. Many of us at this stage, we're feeling mixed emotions. Some of us are feeling sad, some of us are feeling empty, some of us are feeling guilty. That subhanAllah, two-thirds of this month has passed, what have I done? What have I done? We're feeling guilty, we feel bad. That Allah has given me this opportunity, but I've done nothing with it. Well, I haven't done as much with it. I could have done more. One thing that I will say is that this feeling that you might have and that we might all be feeling and experiencing, this is actually a good feeling. This is actually a good feeling. This is a positive feeling. How so? Because that means we care. That means there's, there's something inside of us that has, you know, the smallest, even if it's the smallest amount of regret or remorse, there's something there that maybe others aren't experiencing at all. Others, they're just carrying on like it's any other month. At least, alhamdulillah, Allah has given us that much that we're able to feel some sort of regret. If we're feeling that, then don't see it as a negative thing and don't allow that to ruin the rest of your Ramadan. Allow that to spur you on. So this is actually a good feeling. So like I said, the last and remaining third of Ramadan is the most crucial for all of us. Why? Because these are the last 10 days and the last 10 nights of Ramadan. Which the scholars say these 10 nights of Ramadan, these 10 nights are the best 10 nights of the whole year. You will not find any other nights that are more beloved to Allah, that are more blessed, and that are more, uh, you know, that are more worthy in the sight of Allah Azzawajal. These are the best 10 nights. And they say that the first 10 days of the Hijjah, they are the best 10 days of the year, the best 10 days. And the best 10 nights are the, month, uh, the, are the day, uh, nights in the month of Ramadan. So it's up to us to take advantage of this now. Why is it that these last 10 nights are the most crucial? Why are they the best? Because in these last 10 nights, there is one particular night which is known as Laylatul Qadr, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran he speaks about on different occasions. In one surah, the famous one, Surah Al-Qadr. What, so, what is so amazing about this night is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he confirms that he revealed the Quran on this night. He revealed the Quran on this night, Laylatul Qadr. And he says, Laylatul Qadr, that this night is better 
is better than, it's more superior than a thousand months. And we'll discuss exactly what this part of the verse means as well a bit later on. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he confirms this. In other parts of the Quran, in Surah Al-Dukhan, he says, إِنَّا We reveal this Quran in the blessed night. And again, the scholars say this is the night of Al-Qadr, Laylatul Qadr. Allah says. He gives more description about this night. He says that on this night, all of the key matters in a person's life are decided. Allah decides the main matters of a person's life on this night. That's why it's so crucial. They say that things to do with a person's lifespan, how long they will live, things to do with how much that person will earn, things to do with what that person will do, all of that is decided on this night. And the angels descend on this night. That Allah allows the angels to descend on this night. And along with them, the archangel Gabriel, Jibreel comes down and they surround the earth. So all of this might not mean much to us because a lot of these things we can't see. Things are being decreed for us, the angels are coming down, things are being decided for us for the following year. It might not mean much to us because we're thinking, you know, I can't see this, I can't experience this, I don't know that this is happening or not. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He wants us to take advantage of Laylatul Qadr. When is Laylatul Qadr? Laylatul Qadr, of course, it falls on one of the last ten uh, nights. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Taharra, or in other narrations, he says, Iltamisu Laylatul Qadr, look for it, search for it. Don't just wait. A lot of us, we just wait for Laylatul Qadr. Okay, you know, it might be tonight. No, go out and, and search for it. It's an experience. He says, search for it in the odd nights. Search for it in the odd nights. From the 21st, that's on Saturday. Tomorrow, tomorrow night is the first odd night of Ramadan. And then so on and so forth, 23rd, 25th, 27th. Now, one thing that I did want to mention is that what we shouldn't do, definitely, what we should not do is wait until the 27th night just for Laylatul Qadr. This is not what we are taught to do. There is an opinion that Laylatul Qadr falls on the 27th, or most likely might fall on the 27th night. But this is not confirmed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not told us when Laylatul Qadr is. The Prophet sallallahu he didn't specify when Laylatul Qadr is. He didn't. He didn't tell us. So it would be, I would say, quite foolish of us to wait until the 27th night and put all of our hopes in just the 27th night and then and carry on. So, uh, so what would that mean? We've missed all of the other nights. And what if Laylatul Qadr was on the 21st or the 25th or the 29th? Allah we don't know. There's no confirmed reports about this. So this is a common misconception for many of us. We think, no, it's 27. And that's when everyone will come and, and we'll stay up that night and we'll do as much as we can. Alhamdulillah, this is good. We're not saying don't do that. But we're saying we should do the same proportionately throughout the last 10 nights. Because if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised us such great reward, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised, the Prophet said, he said, Whoever stands on this night, Laylatul Qadr, with Iman, with full faith, and with full anticipation of Allah's reward, this person's previous sins are all forgiven. If Allah has promised this, the Prophet has confirmed this, then why would we wait until one night? What is the wisdom, by the way, behind us not knowing? What's the wisdom? Why didn't the Prophet just tell us before he left? 
why didn't he just say, you know, Laylatul Qadr is on the 27th, or it's on the 25th. Why, why did he say it's in the last 10 nights? Why didn't Allah just tell us in the Quran? Many scholars have discussed this. Ibn Qudama, he has a famous statement. He said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has concealed this night from the Ummah. He concealed it, he's kept it a secret. He hasn't told us exactly when it is. Why? So that his Ummah, so that his servants, they may strive for it. They work hard for it. Because imagine if we knew when it was. If Allah told us, or the Prophet told us, we knew, okay, it's confirmed, it's, on, it's definitely on, on such night, it's on a particular night. Then we just become lazy. We think, okay, you know what? Let me just skip the rest of the night and wait till this one. And even when that night comes, because we know it's definitely Laylatul Qadr, we'd feel a bit lazy. This is the nature of human beings. But what keeps human beings going is curiosity. You know, when we're curious about something, when we want to make sure about something, when we confirm, then what do human beings do? They make extra effort. Sayyid al-Qudam, he says, that this is one of the wisdoms behind not knowing it. Because now, now that it's kept ambiguous, it's vague for us. So now from tomorrow night, as soon as those last 10 nights kick in, and as soon as they arrive, now we're in that mindset. We're in that mode of worship. That subhanAllah, it could be any night. Let me try my best every single night. So therefore we get more reward. This is out of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. And even Qudaba in the same statement, he says, this is the same reason why on this day of Friday, today, Every Jummah, every day of Friday, where you have Sa'at al-Istijabah, you have that hour of acceptance. Every Friday, there is an hour in which a person's du'as are accepted. This is a famous hadith. Every Friday, we have this hour. And some scholars here, they say, okay, it's, it's actually most likely between the time of Salat al-Asr and Salat al-Maghrib. Between that time, that's the hour of acceptance. But again, Ibn Qudaba says, the reason why the Prophet didn't tell us when this hour is, is for the same reason. Because if we knew, we'd wait all day on Friday, we'd waste the whole day, and then we'd wait until 6, 7 p.m. only then to make dua. But what does our Prophet want us to do? What does Allah Subh'ala want us to do? He wants us to try further. He wants us to try harder. It's not good enough for us just to wait for one night or for one moment. Allah Subh'ala has promised His mercy throughout in these nights. So this is one thing, don't wait until the 27th night. This is something for all of us to take away. And, and another final note, which is that we shouldn't restrict the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't restrict the mercy of Allah. What do I mean by this? Many of us, when it comes to Laylatul Qadr, we say, Allah says in the Quran, Laylatul Qadr khayrun min alfi shahr. It's better than a thousand months. And then we start calculating. And we say, okay, a thousand months is equal to 83 years and this many months, and this many days, and this many hours, and this many seconds, subhanAllah. Why do we need to do this for? By doing that, even if it's Saturday, we're restricting the mercy of Allah to just 83 days. Is that what Allah said in the Quran? Did He say, Laylatul Qadr is equivalent to 83 years? He didn't say that. So by us doing all of these calculations, there's no benefit. Why? What's the key word in the verse? Khayrun min. That Laylatul Qadr is better than a thousand months. That could be hundred years, that could be lifetimes, that could be thousands of years. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Wallahu yudha'ifu yasha. Allah multiplies for whoever He wants. Stop restricting Allah's mercy. Laylatul Qadr, don't go in thinking that Allah is going to give me 83 years. No, Allah will give you way more than that. If you stand on that night with full sincerity and with full devotion. So let's not restrict the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What else can we do on this night? 
Aisha radiallahu anha, she asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa this. She was curious herself. She said, Ya Rasulullah, if I knew which night Laylatul Qadr was, then what should I say on this night? And the Prophet sallallahu he taught her a beautiful dua, which all of us, most of us know this dua anyway. He said, if you know, then on this night, say this one particular dua. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. It's a very beautiful dua. Oh Allah, you are the one who pardons. You are the all forgiving. And you love to forgive. Oh Allah, you love to pardon, so pardon me. Forgive me, Ya Allah. It's a very short, concise dua. Aisha radiallahu Alhamdulillah, she asked the Prophet and he gave us this one dua. This is something that we should increase in, making this particular dua in these last 10 nights. Again, we don't wait until a particular night. In these last 10 nights, we frequently recite this dua. And this is beautiful because we're saying to Allah, Ya Allah, you love to forgive. Allah, you love to forgive. Even though I come to you with all these sins, I come to you with a mountain of sins, but Ya Allah, you love forgiving. So Ya Allah, just wipe these sins away from me. Some say that there's a difference, you know, why, why is it that in this wording, the, 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 the word maghfira wasn't used, which is like a common word for forgiveness, in the Quran especially. Why didn't they say maghfira? Because they say that the word afu, to pardon, this is a different type, this is a different level of forgiving. That when you ask Allah to pardon your sins in this manner, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically will completely wipe away the sins, erase the sin. One thing is just forgiving the sin. You know, if someone comes to you and asks for forgiveness, if someone comes to you and asks for forgiveness, what would you say? You say, okay, I forgive you, if you feel like forgiving that person, that individual. But does that mean you always forget about it? No, it doesn't always mean you forget. If a person has wronged you, you will still remember that person did such and such thing to me, but I've forgiven them. But here with the word Afu, some scholars say, is that when you ask Allah to pardon you, that means that Allah doesn't just forgive you, it's erased from history, from memory. No one, Allah doesn't even remember you did that anymore, subhanAllah. This is the dua that we should make. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to capitalize on these last 10 nights of Ramadan. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that when it is Laylatul Qadr, that we are able to do as the best we can and give it our maximum effort. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all of our acts of worship in these last 10 nights of Ramadan. إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد As the last ten nights of Ramadan now approach there are three priorities that we should have now. And there are three things that we should now seriously be considering and thinking about. Number one is how we can capitalize, as we've been speaking about in these last 10 nights of Ramadan, how we can maximize our efforts, how we can do the best, and how we can literally save our Ramadan, rescue our Ramadan, and make sure that we end on the best note. And again, like I said, many of us might be feeling that frustration. The Prophet said that, don't worry about it. That your actions, ultimately, they are judged by the ending. Even if you have a slow start, the middle, you're just about gearing up. But it's how we end. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ultimately look at. So if we end in a positive, in the strongest way possible, then this 
for us, inshallah, will be hugely, hugely beneficial and hugely transformative for our Ramadan. So number one is that we try our best to capitalize on these last 10 nights. And I will give some tips very shortly. But the second thing is, out of the three, the second priority is now asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for acceptance for these actions. And number three is continuing and thinking about how we can now take ourselves from the state that we are in, in this blessed month of Ramadan, and how we can continue this further outside of Ramadan. This is our main priority now. Because it's not about just stopping here now. It's not about just stopping the fasting and the prayers and, and everything else that comes with it. No, it's about how we can take this forward. So coming back to tip number one, which is maximizing our efforts. There's a few things that we can inshallah take away. And there's a few things that we should keep in mind. What are the types of actions that we should focus on more than the others? And one thing that we would say, of course, as I've already mentioned, is Qiyam. Is standing in the night time. Standing for the night prayer, which many of us are already doing. But again, we maximize our efforts. You know, alhamdulillah, even in the masjid, we have, after Salat al-Tawih, we have Qiyam al-Layl as well, after that, right? And then even when we get home, we can still do more. There's still extra time for us to try and get some personal worship. You know, the rest is done maybe in jama'ah, it's done in congregation. But to have some alone time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is the key, to have alone time. You know, when you yourself are praying, when you yourself are making dua, other than relying on someone else, when you yourself do it, it's a complete different feeling. And like I said, the Prophet he's already mentioned that the one who stands on this night, Laylatul Qadr, with Iman and with full anticipation, their sins are forgiven. So one of the first things that we should focus on is Qiyam, is standing for the sake of Allah Another thing that we should do a lot of is spending as much time as possible in the masjid. That's why I'tikaf is recommended. Having that seclusion. Again, it's all about disconnecting, having alone time. This is a time for reflection in these last 10 nights. It's not now the time for your social gatherings. It's now not the time for your iftar going out now with my friends and trying to... No, now is your alone time. You need to do as much alone worship as possible. Personal connection with Allah. That's why I'tikaf, you know, it's recommended. And many of uh, the, the, the attendees of the masjid, they will uh, be secluding themselves in the masjid. That's why they don't, have, they don't go outside. They're not now going out and speaking to other people. This is time that you will have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of us can do this, by the way, even if you're not officially doing the i'tikaf in this masjid or any other masjid. Every time you come to the masjid, make the niyyah and the intention to do i'tikaf and spend as much time as you can in the masjid, you know, between Asr and Maghrib or afterwards between Taraweeh and Qiyamul Layl. As much time as you can spend it in the masjid. Even if it means that you need to do some work, you need to do some revision while you're in the masjid, is better. Spend as much time as you can in the masjid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this. In the verses of fasting, he also mentions i'tikaf. Another thing that we can do is charity. As much charity as possible. And not, again, just saving the charity for one night. Spread it out. If you're giving sadaqah, which is brilliant, and which is recommended, the Prophet said he was most generous in this month compared to other months. But bear in mind that if you spread it out, there's, again, more chance of getting reward. Zakatul fitr is very important as well. Because many of us, we leave this last minute. We leave it until the day of Eid to give our zakat al-fitr. But remember, the whole purpose of this is that it needs to reach those who need it by Eid so they can enjoy their Eid, isn't it? That's why we're giving it. So if we wait until the day of Eid, how could we possibly expect it to get to them? If we start preparing from now and think, okay, however many people in my household, I'm going to pay it on their behalf. And we give it as soon as the last 10 nights of Ramadan come in. 
that's perfect. It will definitely reach them by that time. And it makes life for those organizing it as part of the masjid, as part of the charities, it makes their life easier as well. So this is again something that's very virtuous that we can do in these last 10 nights. Finally, one final thing that we can all do and that we should all do and something I've been speaking about this whole month is dua. Making dua. The Prophet Sallallahu he already taught us a beautiful dua. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anni. But go above and beyond that. In the verses of Ramadan, Shahru Ramadan, الذي أنزل فيه القرآن, what is the verse that follows immediately after? وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Straight after the verses of fasting, immediately after the verses where he mentions Ramadan, he brings in the verse of dua. That when my servant asks you about me, then tell them, inform them that I am near, I am close to them. And I respond to the call of the one who calls me. Allah says, I will personally respond to this individual. So as much as we can, we make as much dua as possible in this month. Duas from the Quran, yes. Duas from the prophetic tradition, yes. But duas that are personal in our own language, where you literally have a conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The dua of a fasting person. In these last 10 days of Ramadan, last 10 nights of Ramadan, on Laylatul Qadr, imagine, will this dua be rejected? Make that dua and have a conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are just some of the things that we can do in terms of, in the last 10 nights of Ramadan, maximizing our efforts. And just finally, asking for acceptance. It is said that the scholars of the past, they used to make dua for six months to reach the month of Ramadan. And then after Ramadan, the rest of the six months of the year, they would ask Allah to accept their actions from the month of Ramadan. It was a whole year process for them. It was all year round for them. Ramadan was not just one month for them. It was preparation. And after Ramadan, it was making sure that whatever they did in that month, Allah accepted it. This is the most important thing. Many of us, we're fasting, but we're not doing it perfectly. We're human beings. We slip up, we make mistakes. We're praying, we're reciting Quran, we're dealing with people. But we're not always going to do it perfectly. So that's why it's so important to ask Allah at the end of it, Ya Allah, accept it from me. Because if Allah doesn't accept it, then, then what was the point of all of that hunger, all of that thirst, all of that energy, all of the effort? This is the most important thing. And finally, like I said, the third important tip and concern and priority that we should have in these last 10 nights is how can we continue this? How can we continue our efforts after the month of Ramadan is done? Whether it's salah, whether it's our recitation of the Qur'an, whether it's our good character with people, how can we continue this? This should be our concern. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our fasting, to accept our tilawah of the Qur'an, to accept all of our efforts in this blessed month. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to uh, reach the night of Laylatul Qadr and to make use of it. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, الذي جعل يوم الجمعة سيد الأيام ولا نعبد ولا نستعين إلا إياه وهو الذي فرض الصلاة الجمعة بقوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا إذا نودي للصلاة من يوم الجمعة فسعوا إلى ذكر الله وذر البيع ذلك خير لكم إن كنتم تعلمون 
ربنا ولجميع المسلمين والمسلمات رب ارحمهما كما ربونا صغارا رب ارحمهما كما ربونا صغارا اللهم انك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم انك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم بلغنا ليله القدر اللهم بلغنا ليله القدر ربنا لا تؤاخذنا ان نسينا او اخطانا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا اسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقه لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين فانصرنا على القوم الفاسقين فانصرنا على القوم الظالمين اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين في كل مكان اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم واخذل من خذل دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يأمر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله يذكركم ودعوه يستجيب لكم ولذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون واقيموا الصلاه